Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're going to examine what it means to be an investor. An investor is very distinct from a business operator, distinct again from a business owner, different than a broker, and different again than a trader. An investor is truly passive. They don't work for money. They put their money to work for them. An investor isn't a gambler. They're not a speculator. Those folks, well, they're called speculators and gamblers. The return on investment for an investor is based on the creation of value. That happens when you invest in a business, business that generates profit and returns value to investors in the form of cash flow and increased valuation. In a liquid market, some of that value can be realized in the form of an exit, that is, a sale. Trading is not investing. Trading shares of a company is the same as trading tomatoes at the farmer's market or baseball cards at a baseball card trading convention. You're buying assets at a lower price and selling at a higher price. The profit is made in the arbitrage. Typically, you're finding a way to create a spread between the buy and the sell. If you're selling tomatoes, you might buy 500 pounds of tomatoes at a lower price and sell them by the pound in smaller quantities at a higher price. That's how you create that spread. That's how you create the arbitrage. In the days of slower stock market execution, traders used a few techniques to find inefficiencies between different exchanges. For example, you might have the same stock trading on both the New York and the London exchanges, and when a few pennies of price difference would emerge between the two exchanges, traders would buy stock in New York and seconds later sell the same stock in London or vice versa. Those risk-free trades would generate guaranteed profits. Now, unless you're trading a large volume, these are going to be small profits on each trade. So traders got more and more aggressive with those trades until the volume of those trades were on the same order of magnitude as the real investment transactions. Today, these types of program trades are much more sophisticated, and they dominate the exchange volume by a wide, wide margin. J.P. Morgan Chase recently estimated that only about 10% of the trading volume represents actual fundamental discretionary trades, in contrast to the automated trades. And this observation comes from Marco Kalanovic. Marco is the head of macro quantitative and derivatives research at J.P. Morgan Chase. He leads a team of about 50 people who research everything from fundamental strategy to equity quantitative approaches, derivatives, passive indexes, big data, and asset allocation. He came to the U.S. in the 1990s from his native Croatia to study physics at NYU, and he received his Ph.D. in theoretical physics in 2003. After that, he joined Merrill Lynch as a derivatives research quant. Quants are those folks who specialize in quantitative analysis. They have a deep scientific background and can apply those skills to modeling physics or perhaps more profitably towards modeling stock markets. That's what he's done. He's gained a following for his forecasts about systematic investments. Well, he ought to know because he leads the team that actually develops the software that make these trades. When real investors make up less than 10% of the trading volume on the New York Stock Exchange, how is a real investor supposed to make sense out of what's happening in the market. Investors like predictability. They like certainty. What are the consequences of being in the middle of a volatile market? You have complete lack of control. The analogy that I'll use, it's a little bit like driving a boat. You're out there in the early morning on a nice beautiful lake. There's no wind. The water is flat like glass. You can have a beautiful boat ride. On the other hand, if you're in the middle of a storm, you can have large crashing waves and it can be extremely, extremely uncomfortable. The average water level hasn't changed but the peaks and the troughs can make for an extremely bumpy ride. In some cases, if the weights get high enough, they can capsize your boat. But still, the average water level hasn't changed. 
Market volatility is very similar to being out on the water in stormy conditions. Most boats and ships can survive the storm, but who would willingly go out into storm conditions if you don't have to? When 90% of the trading volume is computer-generated trading and only 10% is real investing, it's very difficult to make sense of the situation out there. You're literally driving out into a storm each and every day. The stock market is looking less and less like an investing environment and more and more like a pure trading environment. Imagine if you went to the farmer's market and decided you were going to invest in tomatoes. Sounds like a weird thing to say, and it is. There's no way you could be investing in tomatoes in that environment. You would be trading tomatoes, and that's not investing. Let me be clear, there's nothing wrong with trading. Trading is perfectly fine. The only problem arises is when you confuse trading and investing. If you think you're investing and you're really trading, you might be surprised by the outcome. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.